How about Campbell's pregame bat ritual? They put a little energy drink on the bats. They bless the bats. They do a little bit of everything here to get those bats hot. Welcome to the Pipeline Award-Winning Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jason Gibbs. You can find me on Twitter at Pipeline underscore. Don't forget, you can find me on TikTok at Pipeline as well. You can find me coming through your earbuds right now. Another great week, especially if you're a big college baseball fan. But we got a little bit of news on the college football front. And for that, and for the rest of the pod, of course, I'm going to bring in my partner in crime, KSD, make sure you follow him on Twitter at Pregame Empire, as well as uh, Instagram at Pregame Empire. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at Pregame Empire. Okay, as yeah, well. got, got to plug everything here. Got to plug everything. And KSD, we are at the end of an era. Rip the Cheese It Bowl. Well, I, I do think we, we we need to make an important point of clarification here when it comes to the end of the Cheese It Bowl. There's really, I guess, two points of clarification that need to be made. First is that there is still a cheese it bowl, right? It's not it's the, the cheese it citrus bowl. So, you know, fake <laughs> cheese it bowl, false false profits, right. if, uh, if, if you will. But also the, uh, the the dying cheese it bowl is a false profit of its own because, you know, when you when you say the combination of words cheese it bowl, everybody thinks of the, you know, the the Cal TCU game that had like 25 interceptions. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was also that was also not this cheese it bowl. That was the the game that they play in the Diamondback Stadium for some reason. That's been like the Motel Six Bowl and the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl and the insight bowl or something i don't even honestly i couldn't even tell you what like oh isn't it, it's guaranteed rate or something like that some tax mm-hmm. deal that sponsors it now so so the the, the cheese it bowl that died is not the one true cheese it bowl but it's also not even the one true cheese it bowl that exists today classic college football classic college football everything means nothing nothing means well, everything well so i have a question when it comes to the death of the cheese it bowl and as as it relates to the existence of the other cheese it the other aforementioned mm-hmm. cheese it citrus bowl so with the the cheese it bowl the before, well first of all both these games were played and slash are played in orlando at the um camping world or whatever stadium right. and with the cheese it bowl proper like the one that was just called the cheese it bowl they had that mascot that was was like Prince Chedward, where it was mm-hmm. like it was it was a dude with a cheese head, basically yeah. like a king looking guy. Mm-hmm. And then at the other one, the cheese at Citrus Bowl this year, they introduced this like cheese sun looking guy. They called him like like cheesy or something like it's supposed to be like a Gen Z cheese mascot, basically. Right. I don't remember what exactly his name is, but I never remember. Like Prince Chedward being involved with other iterations of this Cheez It Bowl. So, does this mean, did, did we have to have the sponsorship because Prince Chedward died? Does the, or does this kill Prince Chedward? Like, it's a real chicken in the egg scenario here. And I, and I need to know the answer. So, for me, when I first heard the news, I loved it because I, I grew up loving Pop Tarts and I just saw Pop Tarts Bowl. Classic college football shenanigans having a bowl after named after Pop-Tarts. I didn't really even realize the ramifications or potential ramifications of the monarchy and is Prince Chedward dead? If he well, is. So I think, 
the queen the queen of england died last year so does that mean the queen of cheese it died as well like you know what what is how how, how does this impact the royal family i think that's the only lo- logical conclusion this is my thing if prince chedward was dead if he died or perhaps his kingdom was taken over i hope they put him on the guillotine chop his head <laughs> off and let the wheel of cheese just roll down a hill <laughs> So is, is this the rise of like the the pop tart anarchists that you know take over the the the, the kingdom of of of, of Cheez It and you know they they killed Prince Chedward? Is that is that what you're positing happened here? That's that's really the only logical conclusion you can make. I hope he does make an appearance. I hope he maybe it's his son. What, what would a prince's son be called? Oh God, <laughs> I'm the I don't worst. With, look, I am the absolute worst with the monarchy and titles and and whatever. the The Duke of Chedward Chedburton or something like that. I don't know. Sure, the, but the if he Duke if he dies, Orlando. he'll have to take the throne. They'll have to kind of pass the sepulcher on, and and so he can rule. Now I'm picturing. So you remember those like cinnamon toast crunch commercials yeah. with like the little cinnamon toast crunch guys that would like, like eat you know, each other, like yeah. <laughs> So now I picture like like I'm picturing that, but it's like thousands of little Pop Tart dudes swarming the mm. the Cheez It castle in Orlando, and they go up and they dethrone Prince Chedward. They they have him yeah killed by guillotine or something of that mm. nature, and they they take over the the Cheez It kingdom. Well, listen, that of course that's that's pretty pretty uh it's more more or less exactly what happened. More is it, right? It's reality. It's life. Things aren't always butterflies and rainbows. I will say this. Let's focus on the positive for a second. I can't remember who it was. So forgive me if someone did post, what if, you know how we always had the the Gatorade bath with cheese it, the cheese it crackers? What if they did with the mini Pop-Tarts? That would be kind of interesting. It's not, of course, the mayo bowl or whatever, but it did make me think if we're going to make a dream list of things in which you know, especially snack or food type items that a coach can be doused with. What are some of the best ones we could come up with, KSD? Well, I think if we're going to do the Pop-Tart thing, they have to toast the Pop-Tarts, right? Because then, um, if you have a Gatorade tub full of toasted Pop-Tarts, you're going to get a little bit of that ooey-gooey-ness. You know, you kind of yeah. – and I think that's what we're looking for here. Because if you just dump – if you just dump the room temperature Pop-Tarts on the coach, they're just going to crumble and there's going to be crumbs everywhere. But if you make it gooey, then you, then you add to the maximum coach annoyedness, which I think is a, <laughs> is a big factor here. That's true. I will say this. Big aficionado of Pop-Tarts growing up. I never toasted them. In fact, I couldn't stand them toasted. But to your point, what we really care about is how much we can annoy the winning coach by yeah, making a I mess mean, like, with, with the food. Coaches have realized now they just they have to agree to the mayo bath because like, oh, it looks cool on the Internet. And this is the thing the kids want to see. And it's mm-hmm. good you know, for the brand or whatever. No, none of the coaches really want to do the mayo bath, but they do it because they feel obligated to. None of the coaches want to do the pop tart bath, and they especially won't want to if you you uh, you know you, you douse them with toasted double fudge kind of ooey chocolateness that, yeah. that that's coming out of the pop tart as it breaks, not just oh it broke and now it's off of me. I'm gonna nominate something that I don't think's ever been thought of. I think this would be an absolute smash, especially as you said amongst the the cool kids on the internet a Dairy Queen bowl in which we dump a blizzard on the coach. 
the blizzards are the ones where uh, where they they hold it upside hold down it upside down, down right, right. So, so can, can, is is this even physically possible? <laughs> we will tear the side so that it just falls on them like a ton of bricks, just complete. Because we'll do it. There'll be the anticipation. It'll be hanging over his head. We'll have some sort of tearaway thing so it just falls. <laughs> So the entire Gatorade tub is just full of a blizzard, and then like so then you're gonna have to send the coach to the hospital because it broke his back because <laughs> he just like just dropped a freaking pound of concrete on his head, basically. Slightly what tangential is- topic. I've always maintained that a great blizzard flavor would be Pop Tart Blizzard, especially for stoners out there. Tell me you wouldn't <laughs> stoners wouldn't roll up at 3 a.m. for a Pop Tart well, Blizzard. Of- well, the logical follow-up here is what flavor of Pop-Tart is the is the, is the uh, the Pop-Tart blizzard? So for me personally, this is how I eat snacks and desserts. I like a bit of balance. So if I'm going with the fudge Pop-Tart, I'm going to ha- I'm going to need vanilla ice cream. I can't do the chocolate on chocolate too much. So and vice versa, if you're going to do a chocolate one, I have to do vanilla Pop-Tart. Okay, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. I would like to enter one other suggestion into the realm of random snack type item i want to see dumped on a football coach and i would like to nominate gushers for a a couple reasons here first of all they kind of hit the right nostalgia you know like Mm -hmm. it's very much a 2000s food right like that's kind of what we're looking for here um from a from a timeline perspective also they're gonna make the coach just incredibly sticky (laughs) like all those things are are just sticky like right and, and and there's and you have the added possibility of when you dump a bazillion of those on somebody's head that enough of them explode, which makes the coach even more sticky. So like you're just gonna get like it's like it's not even like sticky where it's like oh I just got like you know a tub of Gatorade dumped on me and now mm-hmm. I'm sticky. Like you were never wet. Like it's just it's a dry stickiness that's like even more like you know uncomfortable and irritable than than being like okay I was soaked that was cool that was fun. Now it's over. I'm just wet, and now I'm you know just wet and kind of right. sticky. You're you're literally just the sticky, right? Or it gets embedded in their hair, or it's just sticking to their face as they do a post game interview. <laughs> yeah, and again, like I said, it is it is it does have the rare uh, possibility of something that also semi explodes while it's being dumped onto you know said coach. So there's that added factor as well. Well, obviously, we're talking about college football and. Some great news. What what about this? We're gonna kind of blend blend the the two sports. What if we dump a lobster milkshake on top of the winning coach's head? <laughs> yeah, I like I like this I like this idea a lot. So I, we need to talk about this because so Mark Mark Light Shake at Mark Light Field in, in Miami is is famous in the college baseball world and really the college sports world at all at large. Excuse me. You know, as as being sort of one of the um, concession items, you know, in college sports, right? You know, it, they always have the, the fancy over the top milkshakes at Miami baseball games. Mm-hmm. You can only get them at Miami baseball games. You know, it's not like they have a store or anything else. Like it is truly a Miami baseball exclusive. And every year they do, um, you know, or at least every year Miami hosts a regional. I should say, they do, you know, custom milkshakes for the other three schools participating in the Coral Gables regional, right? So mm-hmm. this year you had Texas 
This year you had Louisiana Lafayette, the the, the Raging Cajuns, and this year you had Maine as the uh, the three schools getting their custom milkshakes from Mark Light Shake. Jason, do you do you want to, or do you want me to uh, to read what um what was going into these uh these custom shakes for the weekend? Yeah, you gotta you gotta take this man because this is this was too good. All right, all right. So so for the University of Texas, they had a test. Texas barbecue brisket shake, which, which first of all, for all three of these, they did make the right choice and just go base vanilla ice cream here. But this is vanilla ice cream with brisket. Like basically, they, they stuck like a they they stuck like a piece of brisket in it mm-hmm. with barbecue sauce. Insanity. So the the Louisiana one is what's called Louisiana Tabasco. Okay. Vanilla ice cream, Tabasco sauce, and Cajun spices. They missed out then, on it. They missed out on a gumbo blizzard, but I digress. <laughs> yeah, like I was thinking about that too. Well, especially too, since like Coach O's kind of been in, you know, been around the you know Miami last year. You should have been able to help them out with the Louisiana That's true. one. But, That's true. But yeah, like yeah, you could you could have put some uh, some some gumbo. But then the question becomes though is like when you know, if you try to make a gumbo milkshake, when does it become not, you know not a milkshake anymore and just straight up gumbo, right? Like you, you kind of you're kind of towing the line of what is technically a gumbo milkshake and what is just gumbo. That's true. I always wanted some sort of Louisiana speak. We're going to go flip back to college football. I always wanted some sort of Louisiana bowl in which they did the Gatorade bath with gumbo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they have the new Orleans bowl. They could just dump crawfish beignets or something on, on people. And let let me, let me introduce our our third shake here. Then we can discuss the, the, the shakes again. Our main lobster butter milkshake for the main black bears, mm. vanilla shake with butter and uh, basically a lobster claw in it. So I personally, I would try all three of these. Um, <laughs> I, but if I had to rank them from in order of which one I think I would enjoy the most to which one I think I would enjoy the least, this is how I would go. I think the main lobster butter is the best one. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Louisiana Tabasco is second. And I think the Texas barbecue is the third. Now the the, the Texas bar, like I, I want to be clear, not a very distant third. Just the idea of having barbecue sauce, like a a thick like sweet baby Ray's style mm-hmm. barbecue sauce mixed into my my milkshake just sounds terrible. It does. I would wonder. I guess I'd have to know what kind of barbecue sauce because it could be like you said, tangy. Could be smoky. Could be kind of yeah. hot, uh, pepper wise. I would have to know which kind. I mean. <laughs> Or, or does, what if we? It, what does, if we it does make us. It does. It does make a substantial difference knowing you know what. Yeah. What barbecue sauce? Because yeah, because I mean, I'm I'm picturing the, the kind of the the very thick, maybe slightly sweet. You know, right. it's like just generic kind of store barbecue sauce, and that just does not sound good with ice cream. It really doesn't. It's too bad that somehow some North Carolina team couldn't couldn't have made it. They could have done North Carolina barbecue. <laughs> yeah. We, with vinegar, we need, we need we need we need ECU to to make a Miami regional one that's year because th- that that's that's the perfect the Eastern North Carolina <laughs> barbecue sauce with the vinegar base. Yeah, that that's what we need to go to Miami for just just for experimentation purposes here. Um, with the with the well, coleslaw I, garnish. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe a little hush puppy on the on, on right. the rim or something. I genuinely, sincerely think this main lobster butter milkshake sounds good. Like it's just, it's like I've never put butter in ice cream before, but I can't imagine that's that bad. It like 
a hunk of lobster mixed in with just vanilla ice cream like that's got to be good right like lop it's hard to make lobster bad so like that's got to be good I don't know if I, I think I stopped short of saying that has to be good. <laughs> it might, there's a chance, there's an existent chance that it could be good or at least not atrocious. Yeah. I mean, of the three here, the, the Tabasco or the, the Louisiana Tabasco and the brisket, can, they can, those two can go sideways quick, right? Like mm -hmm. at the, the main lobster, like it's just, just ice cream butter and a lobster claw. Like, I feel like that that's at least, Maybe maybe the word I'm looking for here is that's the safest. Yeah. Right. You're less likely to take a bite that just takes you all the way off the rails with that right. one than you are with the other two. That's true. That's true. Well, there's listen. There's obviously a lot of stuff going on off the field, but clearly we're at the regionals. We're coming up on the college baseball World Series. A lot of stuff happening on the field. A lot of exciting plays, KSD, and I, you know college baseball. We talked about college across college baseball, very underrated. I, I really think with the proper marketing, yeah, yeah. It, it could really take off. And like I said, a lot of exciting plays. I think probably the most exciting play in baseball is the inside the park home run. You could maybe make a case for stealing home being the one of the most exciting plays. Underrated exciting play in baseball, stealing stuff from your hotel. <laughs> yeah, Texas a has done this a couple weeks in a row, right? Um, they, they they have adopted the use of the luggage cart as the home run celebration prop. Now, I do think this is funny for one reason, and especially because we saw um, Indiana have a suspension for tonight because they had a celebration like turnover chain type deal, speaking right. of Miami. And they brought it out of the dugout, and apparently the NCAA is like, "Oh, you, how, how dare you, you know, disrespect your opponent by bringing a chain from six inches from the dugout and and, and toss some suspensions uh, Indiana's way." But Texas a is smart because you, I don't think they could fit the luggage cart out of the dugout. Like I don't think it would fit through the door, so they have it has to stay in the dugout as something as they wheel somebody down the uh, the 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 way on on the little uh, little cart thing. Like I just said, if this was marketed properly, it could really take off. And that would really green light some insane celebrations. Well, they might jump so, the so shark what, a little bit, but th <laughs> this one was great. So what Texas A&M needs to do next year now, now that like everybody's on board with the luggage cart thing, is each road trip, they need to steal something different from mm. their hotel. It needs to be an item that's very clearly like from the hotel. Like the luggage cart is obviously from the hotel because where the el where else are you going to get a little cart with the, the you know the stand thing over it? You know, like like it, it just looked like if you're picturing the most classic bellhop ever, he's he's pushing this cart that A and M is using, right? Yeah. So it has to be. So it has to be something that's authentically you know from the hotel. Um, you know, maybe it's a, a TV channel guide. You know, maybe mm -hmm. it's the um, you know, the little jug of water from the lobby with the little cucumbers and limes or whatever mm -hmm. in it. You know, maybe maybe it's it's a it's a key card. Although they probably all have those, so that's not too hard to get your hands on. Maybe you know, it's uh, something from the pool. You know, a, a, a towel or a robe or you know, I, I don't know, but something from the continental breakfast, you mm. know, maybe it's the, the, the tray of scrambled eggs or the waffle maker. <laughs> um, but they, they need to, they need to steal something different each road trip from the hotel to use as some sort of celebration prop. 
I agree totally. I think they could take this the luggage cart and one up it and steal a bellhop's uniform. Just steal the entire bellhop. Kidnap the bellhop. Not not, yeah, not necessarily condoning kidnapping, but maybe you know tip tip the bellhop well to (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's off the clock. You can pay him if you want. Some NIL money, very well spent. And then he could take their bats and the helmet and then so they can get on the cart and be pushed down the the, the yeah, there, yeah, there you go. He he deliver he delivers, or maybe just make him the bat boy for like the weekend. Like you know, he just goes and grabs and grabs the bats from uh from home plate. Which speaking of which, um, Wright State, um, their bat boy had a little tape on his helmet that said Mister Batman, which I, like I don't sure. I mean, I'm surprised that nobody else has come up with this before. But right. just a, a, a side note there. But yeah, I like this. Let's let's steal like. I don't, I'm trying to think of other things you could steal from the hotel. Maybe you steal like the computer from the front desk, or mm. um, you know, the chandelier from the, you know, the little walk-in living, you know, room type area. This would take yeah. an unbelievable Herculean effort to pull off, and I'm not even sure how it would happen. But if they could somehow steal the revolving door, <laughs> put it at the front of the dugout, and they just go through it when they. When they enter after, well, look, in, in I mean, te- Texas, Texas A and M is a school where they 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 teach you how to do handiwork like that. And plus, That's they're true. up at midnight for for midnight yell anyway, so they're used to doing jobs like this at night. So I, I do think um, th- this this is definitely feasible for for them. Yeah, it's right in their wheelhouse. You know, you're talking about Mister Batman. What about Campbell's blessing of the bats? What a great tradition! What a great uh, entertainment is- value for college baseball fans, especially casual people that are kind of just getting into it they bring out the bats perform some sort of almost religious ritual you know they're just having fun here you know nothing nothing too serious where they're going to bless the bats and it's going to pay off in runs hey it worked this weekend well it didn't work in the game where i discovered it because they only scored one run on friday that's true but you know rituals always always take one game to really fully kick in yeah, every, everybody said you know, it take, yeah, it takes a little bit to get going because yeah, they did make make it to uh to the regional final before um I, I, has that game gone final yet? I think I don't know they're still they're still playing, but they're going to lose to um to South Carolina. Um, has not gone final as of recording. So, uh, old takes expose me if uh you know if, if right. Campbell comes back in in a and wins here, but um but yeah, I do want to to rewatch. I'm, I'm trying to find my video here since I, I grabbed it off the TV. Um. Campbell's blessing of uh, of the bats because yeah I mean it, it just, this is maybe the my favorite thing I've seen on a college sports field court rink you know whatever whatever you have this this year this is quite possibly the best thing I uh, I've seen take place so here's what they do <laughs> so they so they they lay before the game they lay out all the bats for um, the team. In front of the dugout, they had one dude like on one knee on one side of the bats, another guy standing up on the other side. The guy on the knee puts holds up a uh, you know one of the the plastic the paper Powerade cups in the mm-hmm. dugout to get a little energy drink poured in. He then receives the energy drink, takes a drink of it. While, and while, while after he takes a drink, he stays on one knee, gets knighted with another. That's bat, right. They, know, they, like, they knight him. That's yeah, true. They, they knight him. <laughs> He while he has has his head bowed, he then picks up his head and just sprays the energy drink that was in his mouth all over the bats. 
The other guy standing up takes a big swig, pours the rest of the drink all over the bats, and that is how you score 10 runs or whatever they scored this afternoon in an elimination game against NC State. It's hard to argue with those results. Maybe they need to fine-tune it, especially for the, if the South Carolina game holds. But still, high entertainment value, and you really get this nowhere else. You're not going to obviously get something like this in the majors. College sports where you get it. We always talk about this stuff on this podcast, the weird, the wild, the wacky, college football, basketball, and, of course, baseball and lacrosse. We've added those in the last couple of weeks as we're in the offseason of the other two. But so Campbell, Campbell needs to take this up a notch, right? Like that's true. They, they need they need to lean all, all the way in, and I think there's really one true there's one true way to do this. Like they got to do this with beer, right? Like <laughs> forget forget energy drink. Like I need I need them, you know, pouring a nat, pouring a natty light into this cup and 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 getting some you know some some mm. nice hops all over the bats. Well, I, I'm not sure if the NCA is willing to suspend you for taking a prop out from six inches from the dugout. I'm not sure that this <laughs> isn't mean, going to be frowned it, upon. Technically, it's performance dehancing. So I That's mean, like true. you know, it, it, it's not. Yeah, it's not improving them on the field. I mean, if, you know, you just you, you got to be strategic about it because when 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 the dude spits the drink all over the bats and also kind of his teammate here, it's very clearly purple. So like you know, it's very mm-hmm. clearly some sort of Red Bull adjacent energy drink or, you know, a Gatorade type of, uh, of substance. But, you know, if they just bring out a, you know, a bottle, an unmarked bottle, you know, put a, put a little, uh, you know, hops, barley and weed in it, you know, so to speak and do it with that. I don't think anybody would notice. Probably wouldn't. Maybe the keen eye of the internet who you never can put anything by the keen eye of the internet. Remember, um, you remember the Georgia Southern dude who shotgunned the beer on top of the school bus thing before the game this past mm-hmm. football season? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Te- technically, the NCAA didn't suspend him. He got kicked off the team, but that was, you know, that wasn't the NCAA. <laughs> who knows if the NCAA said, do something or we will, but true, <laughs> still over, you know, the NCAA as far as suspensions go. One thing I, I love about, especially this time of year, college baseball heading toward Omaha. College Baseball World Series, something you don't you might not really realize you can do or learn, if you will, it, when you're watching college baseball, you can brush up on your Italian. Yeah, I have a new favorite player. And Ka- I think you Casey, didn't you? You found this. I didn't see anybody else, which, by the way, make sure you follow KSD on Twitter at Pregame Empire, because I think you were the first one to find you were definitely the first one to find it with the uh, translation, I believe. Yeah, I do. Um, I'll shout out Anchor of Gold, the Van- Vanderbilt SB Nation blog. They were on this at a similar rate as I was. I, I did like we were pretty much about the same time we were mm-hmm. all posting about this. But Nichols State, <laughs> I believe, was uh, was the school in question here. You know, yes, the Nichols State played Alabama. They're in Tuscaloosa for the Super Regional. Okay, I f- found this. Found this man on Friday night in the one four game, and it comes from the bullpen, Nico Saltaformaggio. Now uh, he is a junior for uh, for Nichols again, relief pitcher. Like I mentioned, um, he's from Louisiana, which yeah, I'm sure like everybody on this Nichols team is from Louisiana. He said he's had a solid season. He's nothing special out of the bullpen, but again, he's, he's largely a bullpen guy. So it's sometimes hard, a little hard to judge stats, right? Because you know bullpen stats can be a little deceiving. What's really important about him is. I see this name Salta Formaggio come up, and I'm like, okay, that's obviously Italian. I'm like, all right, this has got to mean something. 
So plug it into the old, old reliable, never, never wrong Google Translate machine, which mm -hmm. says that Salta Formaggio translates to cheese hopper. Now, I do want to give a quick shout out to Duncan, Dunking and Dragons, um, who in my mention said that Wisconsin needs to start a baseball team just for this guy to be uh, to pee on it. Because Wisconsin, as I mentioned last week, Wisconsin does not play baseball. So uh, we need we need Mr. Nico Salta Formaggio to transfer to Wisconsin so we could have the cheese hopper playing for uh, the most cheese hop in this school. We talked about this last award-winning podcast. I think, what was it, Syracuse? Iowa State and Wisconsin yeah, or the P five. Yeah. yeah, you're right. If this doesn't start a pro look, get an NIL deal, Salta Formaggio, some sort of cheese dude, maker this, in Wisconsin. It's match made in heaven. Yeah, this dude would make more money playing for the Wisconsin Badgers than he would for any major league baseball team. Like they would pay him so much money in cheese related propaganda. Like this, this would be an incredible, incredible move. So this also begs the question, like, what even is a cheese hopper? Like, I, I don't understand what, I, like, I don't understand why, why the Italians have a term, like, have a one-word term for this. I have no idea. I'm just glad that merely watching college baseball is enriching my fluency in another language. Because yeah. now yeah, I can you, just you, head you, over to Italy and, and whip around <laughs> the term salta formaggio. Salta formaggio. <laughs> yeah, you could. You could use like Duolingo where you could just watch baseball and look at Twitter on a Friday at like midnight Eastern. Yeah. So Indiana State has like a real life angels in the outfield situation going on at their at their baseball stadium because they're hosting a regional this weekend for the first time ever. They're they're playing and actually winning in the regional final. So they're they're close to potentially advancing to, to next weekend. But it was discovered that literally like about 50 feet from the left field fence. I think they said that the left field fence is like 336 and it's about 394 or so to um to the cemetery. So I guess about 60 feet from the left field fence is a massive cemetery. And you can see this. Like it's like mm -hmm. there's a bullpen area down there, like right where the foul pool is. You can just see tombstones just very so very clearly. Um, if you look at the map around around Bob Warren Field in Terre Haute, Indiana, a uh, real real hotbed for uh, for baseball, you can see so there, there's a there's a street, Second Avenue, um, basically separates the left field fence from the Woodlawn Cemetery. Now, I think you could fit the baseball stadium inside the rectangular full block sized Woodlawn Cemetery, you probably fit about like seven or eight of the, of this baseball mm -hmm. stadium in like inside the cemetery. Like this is like a full on like zombie army that Indiana state has behind their left field fence. It kind of reminds me. Uh, so for those that don't know, Stephen King lives in Maine. He grew up in Maine and he was a big baseball fan. He is a big baseball fan, big Red Sox fan. And he, I think he, made a stadium for for I think it was like little league or you know maybe a little bit high, or a high school team or whatever and it was called field of screams you know it was named after him he bought the whole stadium it was, it was way up north and I think it was in Bangor Maine or something they should have modeled that stadium after this stadium because you're right we're five seconds away from the zombie apocalypse coming across the, the outfield vents and attacking us all yeah like I mean if Indiana State is losing, do they just like, you know, 
call on the zombies to come, you know, like eat like eat the opposing pitcher or like right. use their forces to to guide the ball into the strike zone or you know, like you you see a lazy pop up to left field and it's like oh, okay that's you know that was popped up about you know two hundred and fifty feet and then all of a sudden it ends up going four hundred like you know, like there I I do feel like there's some nefarious forces at play when it comes to Indiana State and and coincidentally you know they did end up with a a top sixteen seed this year and hosting for the first time ever so. I know, um, you know, I know the stadium wasn't built this year, but I do think they finally that they, 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 what's really happened is they finally figured out how to to mobilize the the forces of the dead for for their purposes. Right, finally harness the the dark magic or whatever, because I think they're one win away from the College World Series, right? Well, what one went away from the Super Regional next weekend? Oh, I'm um, sorry, so, that's right, that's right, yeah, one went away from the Super Regional, but hey, it's working. <laughs> Yeah, their blessing of the bats is a little uh, a little more involved than uh, than, than, than Campbell's, right? Like it's you know it's a little uh, a little more uh, supernatural. Like they got the Ouija board out there doing the the, the blessing of the bats, and not just uh, you know like a Monster Energy drink. That's true. You're not you're gonna not gonna have just bless the bats for some hits. You're gonna bless the bats just to stay alive, especially if if you have to use them as a weapon. Yeah, because I I mean. I guess baseball probably is one of the best sports to play within like super close proximity to uh, to a massive cemetery. Because, yeah, like you just said, like in the event of the zombie apocalypse, you are armed with great zombie killing weapons in, in the metal baseball bat. Well, what other podcast are you going to be able to talk about the zombie apocalypse, but being well armed because you have college baseball metal bats? I think you can get that from anywhere else as a result. Make sure you subscribe because we love interacting with you guys and we want to just take this thing as high as we can take it. Make sure you follow KSD on Twitter at Pregame Empire. And of course, follow me at Pipeline underscore and on TikTok at Pipeline. Don't forget YouTube, youtube.com slash Pipeline underscore. We'll see you guys next time on the Pipeline Award-winning podcast.